Jenkins radio show where we're bringing real conversations to the world. So strap on your seatbelts and let's ride. Get down, let's ride. Get slayed. Yo, what's good? What's good, everybody? Sir Jenkins woke up early this morning with a little something on my chest. So this right here, well, it's been on my chest, to be honest with you, all week, man. You know, because this topic is called Stand for Something. And I feel like as people, we just settle. We lose our dreams because it's just like, man, I just need to get by. You get what I'm saying? I just need to get by. I need to make ends meet or whatever. And being that we just make ends meet, we lose all our passion. We lose all our desires, and it's like we had a standstill. And now you're doing any and everything to get by, and you're really not happy with what you're doing. You know, I've always been told that a person will make less as long as they're happy. You feel me? Well, this is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about being happy. You know, this past week, I'm at work or whatever. You know, I just, well, not even at work. I go to work, and I got fired, shouted. And I'm in, like, I'm sitting back, like, blow, kind of sort of flabbergasted, but not really too much because at the end of the day, I had been looking for an exit. I just didn't know that the exit was going to come the way it did. You know, I worked this job in dialysis, been in healthcare for so long, and you know, healthcare never really been my calling. It was something that, at that point in time, I needed a job. I was a young whippersnapper, knee-high to a grasshopper. So, you know, I didn't make it doing my music. So I was like, well, I need something to fall back on, maybe a career move. And, you know, healthcare is, is an honorable profession. Don't get me twisted. As a matter of fact, it's a lot of people in my family who are nurses. So... I mean, me going into that field wasn't really a bad decision. Only if it was my calling, I think I would have contributed a whole lot more. You got people who grew up and said, hey, I want to be a doctor. You got people who grew up and said, I want to be a nurse. Or I want to be a respiratory therapist. You know, something, a CNA, it don't matter. It's just like people had this dream of being in the health field. Well, for me, that was never my decision. You know, I never wanted to do it. I, I had a one-track mind. I'm first to say that all I wanted to do was music. I had gone to the Art Institute for mass communications and audio and video and all of that. So, you know, I'm thinking that I'm going to be the next Hype Williams, the next John Singleton out here. But, you know, it didn't work out that way because at that point in time when I was in school, I wasn't really that mature. You feel me? I wasn't mature enough to just leave from school and go to college and then apply myself so that I could have been where I really wanted to be. Instead, you know, I was smoking weed. I was I was chilling, you know, with people that I guess you could call eclectic who kind of had the same mindset as me. And, you know, what's crazy is a lot of us are now working jobs and stuff that we really don't give a damn about. You know, it pays the bills, but 
the physical demand on your body and all of this stuff and being underappreciated, you know, it wears thin on you. So now you're at like this rock in this hard place because it's like, man, well, I got to provide for my family. You know, I need stability. I'm getting older. So I got to do what I got to do to get by. And see, that's the problem, man. You get by. So while you on these jobs and stuff, people come to you and talk to you any kind of way. But you sit back and you settle for that, man. You settle for that. And the reason you settle for that is because you got bills to pay, bruh. Or ma'am. Or whatever, man. You feel me? And, and that's, that's where, like, it got to stop, man. Especially, you know, black people, man. You know, don't. These people feel like they could talk to you in any kind of way. And then you know what's crazy? A lot of times it's your own people. You know what I mean? Who got a little bit of position or whatever. And they want to feel like they better than you. But they fail to realize that, yo, you had to come from the trenches just like I did. I don't care if you had a silver spoon or not. But the fact that you're black, you still been discriminated against. And you still had to work harder than the next man to get where you need to be in life. That's just point blank, period. So for you to sit back and feel like you better than me, that's some kind of complex you got right there. Well, I was raised up in a single family home from the age of nine until I moved out my mom's house. And my mom, the whole entire time my mom raised me, she said, I'm raising you to be a strong black man. A strong black man, and I'm going to say it again, a strong black man. That means someone who has a backbone. Not that sucker who got that yellow striped on his damn back, shouted. You know what I mean? Not nobody that's weak. Because a lot of folks out here weak, man. They weak. So what they feel like they can do is they'll take and hustle and finesse just to get ahead. You did? Nah, man. That was never me. My mom raised me right. She said you need to stand for something. And you know what? I didn't understand that until I got older. You know, if something happened, some type of adversity, the first thing I was like, man, forget this, bro. I ain't got time for this, so I just keep it moving. You know, I didn't even face the situation. Or if it was on a job, bro, you know, the person who crossed me the wrong way would get slit cussed out. You know, and I said, I keep it moving. That was my mentality going through my adulthood because it's just like what I was doing, I really wasn't passionate about. But every time I sit back and I listen to some music or something like that, it soothes my spirit, man. I'm like really calm and everything. I don't have these issues. I don't have these worries. It just, it just takes me somewhere else. You get what I'm saying? And when it takes me there, it's just like I'm lost in that moment. And that's the feeling that I want to have about what I decide to do in life. You know, I just wanna, I wanna be taken to that next level. I really do. So, I didn't really take a lot of these jobs that serious. And at the end of the day, you know, that may have been my downfall or whatever. Because you never know, I could have been a, do a doctor, I could have been a nurse. So instead I said, I'm gonna get my CNAs cause I'm working. That didn't work out. Supervisor was like, yo, you too happy. What you mean I'm too happy? I told that lady where she could go shove it in front of the big people. You get what I'm saying? After I did my CNAs, I became an EMT. And the EMT field is the only field I can honestly say that I worked in that really allowed me to be who I am and who I want to be because 
as an EMT, man, my supervisor cussed me out and I cussed him back out and then we'll just keep it moving. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't that corporate America feel, but at the end of the day, even though I still like dealing with people, it just wasn't my calling, man. It wasn't my calling, so I just kept revisiting music. For some reason, I kept this dream, but every time I tried to pursue it, it's always like I got the ass end of the deal. So, it was like I became discouraged or whatever. Go work these jobs, man. Work these jobs, and it'll be cool for a couple of years, a few years, you know, and next thing you know, it just bubble in my face or whatever. And I could never really understand why. Because at these jobs, I never had an issue with my patients. Never got patient complaints. It was always my superiors. Because I'm seeing things like, hold up, this ain't right. This last job I was at was roach infested, man. I mean, they didn't do anything about it. Terminates to come in. And I'm like, well, bro, where are you spraying that? Because you ain't spraying on this treatment floor. You get what I'm saying? Roaches crawling on the patients and everything. I open up one of my bins, a roach crawl out. This over, walking all over the equipment that I'm using for my patients. So I'm just sitting here. Man, it was physically demanding. I was the only male there, man. The only male there. So I'm surrounded by a whole bunch of petty women. Women who always kept stuff going. And as long as I was in the midst, you know, I was good. You feel me? But I'm like, man, I'm married. So I come home and I hear everything my wife talk about that's going on on her job and everything. What make you think I want to hear about y'all problems? If y'all got a significant other, he the one or she the one that's supposed to care about you. I don't feel like I'm the one supposed to care about you. I'm a married man. When my wife come to me, I listen. But when y'all start nagging and griping and complaining, it's like I keep it moving. You did because that's, that's the only thing I knew how to do. So this go around, I'm trying to kind of like be a little more to myself. But granted, I'm dealing with patience. I love my patients because I treat my patients just like they're regular family members. They're people. You know, some of them are more disgruntled than others, but you got to understand when you got somebody who may be blind, they on dialysis, they got di um, diabetes, they got high blood pressure, they got amputations. I mean, their life to them is pretty much at a standstill. So, yeah, they pissed off. You get what I'm saying? I understand that because until I could come to grips with, you know, what's going on with me and understand and realize that I'm a large reason because of my my current situation, it's going to be hard for me to accept it. So, someone may be a tad bit aggressive. And my whole thing is, it's like, this they last bit of control, you dig? They, they want to feel involved. Not only do they want to feel involved, they want to feel appreciated because some of these folks ain't got nobody to go home to. You know, when they go home, they by themselves. The caregivers just come in and go. But nobody's there with them 24-7 to talk to them, you know, make them feel human or whatever. So that's my thing. So I was told that, oh, I wasn't being professional. I wasn't being professional because I sit back and have a conversation with a patient because we'll laugh and joke with a patient. You know, some patients, you talk, man, you handle people on different levels. So, 
you know, I know how to differentiate the two. So some patients I can be comfortable and have a conversation with or whatever, you know, and other patients, you know, it's just like a hey and bye, a cordial thing because they spirit just don't resonate with me. So I'm sitting here, one particular incident, I had uh, one of my coworkers had said something and I was like, man, clothes or whatever, whoop the whoop, man, what you mean clothes, man? I'm like, dang, I already been, I don't work so many days and just work the late shift. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't don't feel like closing. I mean, I'm tired. I've been just going, going, going. And while I'm there, they'll have me make the acid. They'll have me make the buy car. I have to check the water. I have to check the labs. And guess what? Then I even have to stop. They just walking around, lollygagging, kicking up drama. You get what I'm saying? So... I guess because I'm a man, they feel like, well, we could put all the burden on him because he the man and he the only man here. Well, you know, when you read that job description, that job description say, if you can't live, lift more than 50 pounds, then this ain't the job for you. And it don't say that uh, if you a man, you have to lift more. Or if you a female, you have to lift less. It's a straight out. You know, what was y'all doing before I got here? You know, that stuff start wearing thin on me, but I'm not a confrontational person at times. Sometimes I can be. But, at the, you know, like, I got a family to take care of, so that's my main focus. But the entire time I was there, shorty, I was not happy. I mean, I could almost say that I hated where I was at. So, one day, this particular incident happened where a tech was working on a patient that I normally work with because I, I was busy. So they couldn't get them. So you had these two nurses go over there and they sitting here and they can't get them. So then they end up calling me over. So I'm like, all right, I'm searching around. They all in my ear, well, you know, I already tried that already. Ain't nothing there. I already listened to it. All this stuff, I told you ain't nothing there. I mean, so at this point in time, I'm just completely ignoring everything they have to say because if I'm dealing with a patient, then, you know, I'm 100% focused or whatever because, you know, when I'm sticking these needles in you, this is your lifeline, you feel me? So uh, the patient even was like, come on, man, this man get me and this other person get me all the time. Just let them do what they do. But granted, these folks don't want to listen to him because they consider him as a disgruntled patient. Remind you, this man only 41 years old. He on dialysis, man. He got two kids and a wife. The man had a background that's off the hinges, man. You know what I mean? Grew up in Indiana, Chicago, and Compton, man. That's three hoods, man. And all of this is in one person. So, I mean, you know, he could be a little disgruntled at times, but me and him ended up having a pretty cool relationship. We could just joke and talk or whatever. He opened up to me because he trusted me that I was going to take care of him and make sure he got home to his family. And see, you would think that a job, you know, would appreciate something like that. You feel me? But they didn't. So, again... They over here side pocket talking all in my Insta. And while they side pocket talking, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to keep ignoring this. But it's really becoming irritated. And it's distracting me from focusing on what I really need to do. You feel me? So what ended up happening is, man, I asked the lady, 
Can you can can y'all both move back? Cause you in my light. I can't see, man. I'm trying to, you know, get them going or whatever. Oh man, what I say that for? So now she gonna say, oh, we need to learn how to talk to each other and all of this stuff. I guess her feelings was hurt. And I'm like, well, I didn't disrespect you in any way possible, but if you took it personal, then that's on you. That's what I told her. So she get mad and she stumps off. Like again, now granted, this is supposed to be a first lady of a church. Her husband supposed to be a pastor now, but you got this negative vibe, this negative spirit or whatever. So I don't fool with people with bad energy. The sweetest thing I ever met from her was her auntie that passed away. You know what I mean? Man, she was the sweetheart. But I'm like, yo, man, your niece ain't right. So I get the patient or whatever, and I call for some medication to come over. Here she comes stumping. Well, in the process, I'm talking to the patient, and I'm just like, yo, man, I ain't got time for this shit. That's exactly what I said. So as I'm... As uh, I say it, she's walking up behind me, and again, she getting her feelings or whatever. And I'm like, look, man, she gonna call me a liar. I'm like, I was talking to the patient, so you just gonna sit here and lie to me? I'm like, lie to you? Who are you for me to lie to? You know what I mean? I don't know you. You just a co-worker. I'm not, that's one thing for certain. I don't lie on no job, even if it cost me my job. I'm not finna lie to save my butt for nobody. You feel me? Nobody. I'm gonna tell you the truth. And I told her the truth. So she put the um, medication in and she get mad and she stump off with her lips poked out. Well, that Sunday my wife joined church and next thing you know, but I had been under so much stress and so much pain and all this stuff physically you know, dealing with these people that I end up getting hospitalized. I thought I was having a heart attack. Man, come to find out after they ran all these tests on me and stuff, it's anxiety, man. I'm like, yo, I'm not finna let this job put me in the grave, man. It ain't that serious. So I get back to work in the middle of this. You know, here come my supervisor. She want to think she all sexy and all this stuff. She's single. But I can see why a man don't want to deal with it because her head ain't right. Ain't nobody got time for that mess, man. You know what I mean? That's the reason why she's single today. A real man ain't got time to deal with nobody else's foolishness, man. When you keep up drama and always got your mouth in business, see, you're supposed to be a supervisor, but instead you trying to be friends with everybody. You know what I mean? Call them folks, stick them, and this, this, and that. And, you know, you get your hair done and stuff. People sitting here talking about... Oh, your hair is so nice. I don't compliment because being the only male, all it takes for me to say one thing and next thing you know, you know, it's like uh, sexual harassment. Come on, my wife, the only female I want to compliment on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm not finna big up your ego, shorty. So I'm sitting here in the office. She said, well, we got to send this to public relations. All right, cool. Public relations, man, they do their little investigation. It took like two weeks. On this note, man, we're going to take a quick little break real quick. And I'm going to pick back up on it. But I'm going to tell you, though, before I go, I'm going to let y'all hear this by my boy Maintain Barkley called God Got Me. I've been, I've been straight up playing heaven because that's a testimony. But this situation right here, 
in my time of uncertainty, I just had to know that God got me and he got the perfect song. So we're going to let y'all check that out and then we'll be right back. All right. Hold it down. Man, I dedicate this right here to everybody who's feeling down in the world right now. Say no God can do anything. If he did it for me, he could do it for you. Better pay attention. God got me. And this ain't something I heard about. I'm a witness, God, real. I can vouch every time I get discouraged and feel like giving up on life. He be pushing me like, keep on going, cause I'm gonna help you fight. When he got you, then he got you. Ain't no need to be afraid. Ain't no need to lose faith. He gon' hustle when you pray. He gon' beat out when you call. You can call him as you please. It don't matter where you at. In your bed or on your knees. On your dog, be your car. Hold your faith and keep praying. I like all state insurance. I know I'm in good hands. That ain't nothing he can't do. I'm a servant till I die. He been down through thick and thin, so ain't no need to ask me why. I'm determined, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna push and carry on. Hold my head and stay at fast. Till the day I make it home, unless I'm gone, I'm gonna sleep. I'm gonna strive and I'm gonna fight. God got me on for certain. Everything gonna be alright. Cause I know God got me. And I believe he don't forsake me. So I'm confident ain't nothing you can break me. I know God got me. Ain't no weapon born against me. Don't succeed. I'm protected by a king. That means God got me. Even if I fall on the ground seven times, I'm determined I ain't stopping. Cause I know God got me. I go through many ups and downs, but I refuse to fall astray and turn around. Cause I know God got me. It ain't a doubt in my mind. And I don't need to be real sure. Cause I know if I obey and keep walking how I walk, I'm gonna prosper in new time. Seizing me like so, why me shine? God got me, that's the reason why I sing. His eyes is on the spiral, I'm protected by our king. Nah, me, plus he said he'll never leave me nor forsake me. No weapon formed against me, don't succeed, can't break me. So every time I fall, I'm pushing even harder. My heart is like a hemi, I'm sharp like a charger. My father know my heart, I'm far from being perfect. My friends criticize me, the devil wants to hurt me. Sometimes I feel like stopping. Cause I know 
for the south you did so when i say some foolish you know man that mean that junk is off the chain for real and shout it my boy is off the chain this my bro right here and like i say the title of this song is god got me so all right let's get back to the conversation so i get back they done sent this stuff to employee relations or whatever you feel me so you know, it's been about two weeks, but in that two weeks, man, this chick worked me like a slave, bruh. I wasn't tripping because I missed a whole week of work, man, and didn't get paid for it. They ain't got no sick leave. I had to use my PTO time just to get my hours. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm using PTO time to make sure I get 40 hours, and I told her, before I said my PTO time is time that I work in case I want to, you know, take a trip with my wife or whatever. My PTO time is in case I just want to take a couple of days off and get paid for it, not to make sure I get a full check. Well, anyway, so um, I'm sitting here and I'm going to employee relations. She done worked me this whole, these whole next two weeks like a slave, so... While I'm working, I'm tired, man. I'm tired, bro. Like, when I tell you I'm tired, I could barely walk tired. Body aching, knees aching, everything. So, I go to church this past Sunday. And pastor, he preaching, man. You know, I'm feeling it. You know, I'm like, I, right. You know, Jones saying something that's, that's, that's deep. Giving me a whole different perspective of looking at the whole David and Goliath thing. Because growing up, I'm pretty sure that everybody that heard the story that David, David slayed Goliath. He had three rocks, you know, but it only took one. Just remind you that for him to take this sucker out. You feel me? Well, I put up on Facebook, just like David slayed Goliath, I'm prepared to slay any obstacle that come my way. Even if I got to stand alone, just know that God got me. I didn't know that I was going to be put to the ultimate test the next day. It's like, man, the devil always working. Me and my wife joined church or whatever. We start worshiping together. I guess in his eyes, it's like, oh, snap, man. They finna be too powerful, man, because them worshiping together, they finna, you know, preach the gospel. Man, I don't need them preaching no gospel shot. What I need him to be doing is still having this negative mentality, cussing folks out, looking at porn, smoking major weed every day, cussing folks out. 
You know what I mean? That's the that's the life I have for him. Not this glor glorious life that the man who done sent me down here got for him. So I go in, and when I get there, I see my homie sitting down. I be like, yo, what's good, man? What's going on with you? So she was like, what up, Jay? I'm like, man, just cooling. So as I put my lunch in the refrigerator, here come my supervisor. She gonna say, come out, I need to holler at you. So I look at my partner and I'm like, look, man, what is it now, man? Every time it's always some. And it be some of the dumbest stuff majority of the time. So here we go. I'm sitting here. She was like, well, you know, we had to visit employee relations and yada yada about this current, this past situation and you did get written up and all of this mess and all of that. So I'm listening and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I ain't really responding. I'm just looking at her. She going to say, well, due to the grounds of this, they preach professionalism and all of that. We're going to have to terminate your employment. My reaction was, all right, cool. So I gets up, and I tell my folks, I said, just hit me up. She like, yo, what's going on? I'm like, man, just hit me up, shouted. I'll rap with you in the minute. Just hit me up. You know what I mean? So I clock out. I did tell the lady, though, I'm like, shouted, you really just waste my time. I don't have the gas nor the money to come back and forth like this. You could have just called my phone and told me not to come in, and you know, that would have been straight. So, I'm walking out. She has the audacity to say, if there's anything that you need, let me know. Man, I almost cussed that woman out right then and there. But, man, I had to remember God got me. Just like the song saying, you feel me? Because it was like instantly this, this bit of rage came over me, but I'm like, well, this still is a place of employment. This is a, pay, a place of business, so I'm not finna belittle myself, lower my character because, you know, of this unfortunate situation or whatever. I didn't take a loss. They took a loss. That's what I was telling myself, but really on the inside, I'm like, man, what the hell? What am I about to do? I, you know, made these arrangements for these this and that to come through so I could get caught up on bills. So that was the only good part of working like a slave those two weeks. Man, I told, I said, shawty, I'm straight. You know, the thing is, how you gonna say if I need anything, let you know, shawty, you just took my job away from me. You know what I mean? That's what I need. I don't need your nothing else from you. You just took my job away. You know what I mean? You just took my income out of my pocket. So you're going to tell me if it's anything that I need, holler at you. So not even 30 minutes after I left, man, they trying to blackball me, man. They trying to slander my name, bro. They trying to make it seem like I'm the angry black man and stuff, man. I'm sitting up here ranting and raving about to come shoot up the damn place and you know, come back and whoop some ass or whatever. And I'm like, what? But then in the same breath, Shawty was just like, if you need me, just let me know. I'm like, well, my little partner that was sitting there, she knew everything. The patient that was sitting outside knew everything. You know what I'm saying? 
So they saw, they witnessed the whole thing. Like, nah, man, you ain't you ain't do nothing. You just got up and left. So that's what I'm talking about, man. Standing for some. To so see the whole thing is the reason that all this junk transpired is because I stand for some. Again, my mama raised me to be a strong black man. Martin Luther King, Mega Elvis, Malcolm Essen, just so many other people, they stood for some. They live for some and they die for some. They didn't belittle themselves just for no paycheck or anything, man. You know what? So why should I? And see, black folks, man, y'all need to get y'all head together, man. Y'all sit back, want these damn hand-me-downs, and, you know, you want people to embrace you and tell you how much they care about you and how much they love you and all that. But at the end of the day, the only person you got to worry about caring for you is God, man. You don't need nobody else. Even if you got to walk alone, as long as you got God on your left shoulder and your right shoulder, and you, and you got that mustard seed of faith, shoulder, you going to be straight, man. You know what I mean? It took me my entire life to realize that. I grew up in the church, man, but because I grew up in the church, it was so many questions I had, and I still have so many questions even to this day. So it's like, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting what I need to be, to be fed, but it don't necessarily mean that I'm getting 100% because it's still certain things that I still have questions about that in actuality, Probably the only way I'm going to get these answers is just to take it up with God. You feel me? So it's like, man, you got to stand for some. Man, we've been through too much, man. Too much. And I ain't just talking about slavery, man. I ain't just talking about the civil rights movement. I'm not just talking about the crack epidemic. Man, we've been through too much just in general. And we overcame every obstacle that came our way because we spiritual people. But it still it still seemed like y'all want that 40 acres in the mule. Man, I don't want no 40 acres in no mule. You know what I want? I want me a full-fledged kingdom. You know, a kingdom probably sat on five, six, seven, eight hundred acres. You know what I mean? I want my I want my worth, man. Know your value. When, if you know your value, you're not going to compromise yourself for anything or anyone. You know what I mean? You ain't going to sit here and settle. Somebody talk to you a certain kind of way, you're going you're gonna to handle that because you're supposed to handle that. Yeah, it's a certain way of doing things or whatever, but at the end of the day, you're going to, man, respect is only given if it's given back to you. You got to, you know, I'm not just going to respect you because of your position or whatever. And that's where we get caught up. Oh, I'm a lawyer, so you can't talk to me any kind of way. I'm a doctor. You can't talk to me any kind of way. I'm a regional vice president. You can't talk to me any kind of way. But truth be told, a lot of times folks get these positions, it's only because of paper. That don't mean you a leader because you got a leader position. You still a follower. Being a leader is something that comes natural, man. You know, because a true leader is humble. He's a humble in this approach. You know what I mean? But you sit here, you look down on folks, man, and thinking you better than a person. You ain't no leader. You just a sucker in my eyes, man. That's just real talk to me. You know, because a person really got some type of foundation some that they're building upon, you want to frown on that. You get what I'm saying? And black people, we settle for that kind of stuff, man. 
I'm telling you, you better stop settling. You better start back dreaming. And you better start pursuing your dreams, man. Instead of punching the clock for these folks, man. Figure out how you could be self-sufficient. You feel me? Feel, figure out how... You know, it's just like, man, how nice it'll be to wake up on your own time and you still got an income coming in. You know what I mean? Figure out what it is that you love to do. Something that you dreamed about. You know what I mean? You want to, you, you like cutting grass, get your own lawn care service. You like doing hair, get your own salon. You know what I mean? You good at basketball? Be better than LeBron. Be better than Jordan. Be better than Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and all the other greats. Man, you put your all into it, man. And when you put your all into it, after you achieve what you were set out to achieve, you tap yourself on the shoulder and you be like, well done. But just realize you didn't bow to get to where you got to. You earned it. You fought through trials, tribulations, every obstacle that you could possibly fight through to get where you want to be. But in that process of you achieving that goal, you got to remain humble. And the Bible say, be fruitful and multiply. So that means the knowledge that you receive, you got to pass it on to the next person. That person you pass it on, it's their responsibility to pass it on to the next person and pass it on to the next person and keep passing and keep passing. And then next thing you know, when you wake up, you look, man, we don't build an alliance, man. You know what I'm saying? We got a kingdom. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, quit complaining about everything, man. I'm just like so tired of it, man. Y'all sit back, oh, Trump a racist and Trump this, Trump that. Bruh, Trump don't even care about y'all, man. Trump don't care about nobody. So all these hillbillies out here that sitting back talking about I'm a Trump supporter, this Trump supporter. Man, they need to go back and just sleep in the cave somewhere, man, because they sound dumb as ever. If you got money, Trump gonna take care of people who got money. He don't care if you black or white. Trump is just an egotistical asshole. So I'm tired of this, man. You know, we always wanna take the blame. We always wanna play victim because you know why? Because we don't stand for nothing. You get on Facebook, IG, all these other places that wanna be historians and all that stuff. And majority of y'all facts is incorrect, shawty. The only book you really need to know is that Bible. That Bible is your guide to life, man. It's gonna, it's gonna get you to salvation. But kissing ass won't though. You know what I mean? Like, straight up, man. I got to cool out a little bit, man, because, man, I'm getting hyped up. The more I think about it, man, it really it really tickled my fella because, see, it's very few of us like me and my best partner, man, who, who sit back and believe and that it's just like it's a better world out here for us. So we're going to do what we need to do to get where we need to be. We ain't finna shice and finesse nobody to get there, but we gon' get there. Even if we gotta stand alone, man, I got my queen, shawty, and I'm building a kingdom for her. You know what I mean? Because when I made those vows, guess what, shawty? When I made those vows, she trusted me to honor her, protect her, and to guide her spiritually. That means I'm the head of the household. I'm the king of my castle. So if I want to consider myself the king of my castle, I got to maneuver like a king. You know what I mean? 
I got to carry myself in a certain way. And the crazy thing is, I didn't have that growing up. You know, when I joined the church, it was brothers like Brother Foster and Bo Money and Brother Chapman who reached out to me, man. Embraced me like I was one of their own. And, and for that, I'm forever loyal, man. Lifetime relationships, man. You know, who showed me that it's okay to cry. It's okay to express yourself, to put your, put your feelings out there because God got you. God going to make it so that you can provide for your family. God going to make it so you don't have to struggle. You need to do what you want to do. Everybody know I love this podcasting, man. Everybody know I love music, man. So what they do, they encourage me to keep doing it. They encourage me every single day. Man, when my aunt passed away, when we was walking out the church, Brother Foster, the first person I saw, man, brought tears to my eyes, man. You know what I mean? Because my aunt was like a second mama to me. She had always been there for me and my mom through everything, ups and downs, good and bad. So when I lost her, I lost me. And me and my cousin, the only child, so we the only children. So we don't have any brothers and sisters. So now I got three adopted brothers. You know what I mean? That I rock with them. And I love them just like they my own blood. And I ride for them if I got to. You know what I mean? That's just point blank, period. Loyalty is everything. You got to stand for something, man. You got to believe in yourself. Believe in yourself when ain't nobody else going to believe in you, man. Don't don't settle for nothing in life. Don't feel like if you don't do this or if you don't accept this, then you won't be where you need to be, man. That's hogwash, man. That's that sure bit. You feel me? Because as long as you believe in yourself, man, as long as you pray, as long as you put God in it, man, Man, you accomplish anything, man, anything. And guess what? It's going to be hard in the beginning because right now I'm jobless. Well, I was up until last, you know, last few days ago, you know, 72 hours out of a job. This brother called me and offered me a job. Now, I'm not going to, I'm getting paid the same thing. He told me I could get all my hours and then some. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, the benefits that I was getting and all that, I'm not getting that right now. But guess what, man? I'd rather have some than nothing, but I get to set my own hours. So that means I get to focus in on what I truly love to do. So, yeah, the first couple of days, I was pissed off, you did. But then, you know, I was talking to Brother Foster. He was like, yo, you already had an exit plan. You just didn't uh, you just didn't expect it to come like it did. So just utilize this moment and thank God. You know? I was like, wow, I didn't understand that. So we talking and that pondered in my mind, just like, wow. Wow. Well, to be honest with you, it made so much sense now because after that anger res you know subsided, it was just like I could focus on my podcast. This is what I feel like I was called to do. My voice is everything. I may not be rapping no more, but I can speak. You feel me? And until I ain't got no air in my lungs and blood in my veins, I could keep this thing moving. That's what I intend to do.
See, to get somewhere in life, man, you got to change your environment. You got to change the company you keep. And, you know, I'm 40 years old now, and I'm just not realizing that. I pray that I got at least 40 more years on this earth. You know what I mean? I want to have longer. You know, so that's still plenty of time to enjoy the fruits of my labor, you know, to keep dreaming and fulfill this dream is at the point now where it's like, oh, I'm not going to stop. I did it. I settled. I did what I felt like I had to do at that point in time. But now I'm on a whole new level, a whole new page. I got the support of my wife. I got the support of my brothers. You know, and that's all that matters, man. Because I know God got me. So with that being said, people, I'm going to call this a... Uh, I'm going to call it a quits for right now, but you know, hell, I may be back in about 30 more minutes because right now, man, I'm just feeling it. The juice is just flowing. You feel me? But just know one thing, shout it. Just know God got me. In the words of my boy, Maintain Barkley, man, y'all check this brother out, man. I already been hitting y'all with heaven. So now I'm about to hit you with this God got me. So there's two jams that y'all finna get hit with, like, you know, that job finna go super stupid. Anyway, y'all can check me out. Sir Jenkins Radio on IG. Sir Jenkins Radio on Twitter. Coming soon, gonna be Sir Jenkins TV on, yo on YouTube. Then you can email me at sirjenkins.radio at yahoo.com. Also coming is the Sir Jenkins Radio website. So y'all hold it down. Y'all could Google me. Y'all could beam me. I mean, everything gonna come up. There's no reason why you can't find me. Now, all I need for y'all to do is just show me some love. You feel me? Because like I always say, my G, it's gonna get gooder and more gooder. Peace out. Thank you for tuning in where you guarantee to win. It's your host with the most who keep that flavored hope. Guarantee to plant a seed that you're so gonna need. Until next time, people. Thank you for tuning in to Sir Jenkins Radio. <laughs>